Reporting from Cisco Security Intelligence Operations, this is the Cyber Risk Report. The Cyber Risk Report is a strategic intelligence product created by Cisco analysts that highlights current security issues in mid- to long-range perspectives. The report addresses seven major risk management categories, including vulnerability, physical, legal, trust, identity, human, and geopolitical. This report covers the time period of July 16th through July 22nd, 2012. Vulnerability activity for the period remained high and consistent with recent periods. Significant security advisories and updates for the period include the release of Mozilla Firefox 14, which corrected seven critical vulnerabilities, and the Oracle Critical Patch Update for July 2012 that corrected 90 vulnerabilities. Notably, Oracle did not release a fix for the TNS vulnerability that's been known for almost four years, but the vulnerability does have workarounds available. Other important reports included a vulnerability in RSA Authentication Manager and a cross-site scripting vulnerability in the Barracuda SSL VPN products. Threat activity was also increased for the period, with reports of the Mahdi botnet uh, campaign targeting government and businesses in the Middle East, and debate over whether this is a state-sponsored campaign. Anonymous announced they had created their own dump site and released a list of compromised accounts belonging to five major oil and energy companies. Maple Software reported a potential breach that included uh, phishing and spam attacks, it appears additional spam campaigns attempted to piggyback on the breach announcement uh, by releasing additional spam messages about the event. With all the reports of recent account compromises, a spam campaign is attempting to exploit these reports with false notifications, suggesting that users need to change their passwords on selected accounts. The Black Hat DEF CON and B-Side Security Conferences are being held this coming week in Las Vegas, Nevada, while there have been many media reports on presentations at these conferences, Cisco Security Intelligence Operations will be attending and monitoring these presenta presentations for significant vulnerability and threat information. Attendees of these conferences and those in the Las Vegas area should be aware of the expected activity associated with these conferences and use additional caution when using electronic devices and networks in the area. The London Olympic Games will begin with the opening ceremonies on Friday, July 27th. Our security organizations have already noted multiple fraud attempts, particularly around ticket sales for the Games. With the approach of the Games, criminals will be attempting to exploit the global popularity of the Games with spam campaigns, phishing, and malicious websites to compromise users. Organizations should advise their users to only trust, tr only visit trusted internet websites bookmarked in their browsers, and not to follow hyperlinks provided in news updates, alerts, and other types of messaging in email or on social networks. Organizations should also be aware that in the coming weeks, a streaming video of the games could impact network bandwidth, and should advise employees on viewing streaming video on their business systems. One possible solution is to provide a central location with streaming video of the games to avoid multiple systems accessing the games and causing network conge congestion. IntelliShield published 137 events last week, 47 new events, and 90 updated events. These alerts are available via the IntelliShield Alert Manager service. Visit www.cisco.com go slash IntelliShield for more information. Moving on to the physical risk management category, 
a presenter at the Hackers on Planet Earth conference, has demonstrated the process of making copies of handcuff keys for several manufacturers using 3D printing technology. A security consultant who goes by the name of Ray made the keys using a 3D printing process that resulted in plastic copies of the real keys that were resilient enough to open real versions of the handcuffs. The 3D printing process has been used in the past to manufacture various regulated parts, such as those for firearms. These parts have always been able to be reproduced by skilled machinists. However, 3D printing technology has moved this capability to a new set of the population. The use of a physical shape as a key has many of the same issues surrounding it as the use of a shared secret password among multiple people or the use of a single password across multiple websites. Once a key or a password has been compromised, the integrity of the whole system should be treated as compromised. The handcuffs would need to be physically rekeyed, or in the case of a website login, the password needs to be changed everywhere it's used. Uh, for this reason, password sharing and or reuse is strongly discouraged. Users are advised to never reuse passwords anywhere. The compromise of a single website should never cause any action to be required with respect to any website credential to any other website credentials. And next in the legal risk management category, the U.S. Food and Drug Administration is investigating the compromise of confidential documents from a document management company. The documents were exposed while the company was preparing documents for litigation regarding a case filed by five employees over the way the FDA was approving medical devices. The documents included details of, uh, about the monitoring of the employees using key logging software and the capturing of personal email and documents stored on personal devices. The lawsuit filed and subsequent exposure of these documents detailing the monitoring of the employees could raise several issues around the protection of whistleblowers and monitoring of any employee by the employer. Some legal analysis has suggested that the FDA may have already violated existing laws in monitoring employees' activity. As this case progresses, the findings and ruling uh, could reset the lines on employers' rights and employee privacy rights, requiring all organizations to review their policies and procedures. And this week in the trust risk management category, Samsung is investigating a case of corporate espionage over the possible theft and leaking of organic light-emitting diode, or OLED, Eleven people were indicted on charges of leaking or stealing the Samsung technologies, including six former and current researchers at Samsung and executives at competitor LG Display Company. Samsung reported the theft and leaks could result in the loss of trillions of Korean won. This case involves some of the most popular current OLED technology that's used in flat-screen displays and the highly competitive nature of the two market-leading companies of this technology. As in this case, many of these leading technologies have a relatively small expert group of engineers, and the com competition for them can be fierce. Technology companies are certainly aware of this and must continually guard their proprietary technologies and their employees involved with the technologies. And next, in the identity risk management category, ITWallStreet.com, an IT job recruiting firm, experienced a compromise that consisted of 12 files containing personal details on candidates. 
The hacker who's involved goes by the name Masakaki and claims to belong to Midas Bank, which is an affiliate of the hacking group Team Ghost Shell. Furthermore, Masakaki claims to have performed this act as a show of support for the Occupy Wall Street movement. As such, Masakaki exposed the highly detailed information regarding tens of thousands of applicants. The information disclosed first and last names, email addresses, mailing addresses, decrypted passwords, phone numbers, salary and bonus expectations, and even feedback regarding specific candidates. The list of details exposed continues as as it also included email and phone transcripts regarding the candidates. The account hacks and attacks keep coming, which is no surprise. However, the sectors, uh, targeted entities, and collateral damage uh, are, are becoming more targeted and more personal. When events such as these occur, it's common to question who's truly impacted. Wall Street jobs? Uh, the top executives of these companies? Of course not. As insinuated, it's on a more personal level. Moreover, look at the byproducts that may very well impact the individual candidates. Identity theft, rights to privacy, and so on. So what's the point? The adage, two wrongs don't make a right, was ingrained into our society long ago. However, while it was taught and preached, it's obvious that not everyone bought into this concept. Daily and weekly, we continue to see acts executed in the name of various movements, societies, and beliefs. Simply stated, heed the old old adage. Note that it like many of these adages, does not expound on the nature and details that would change or influence the statement, because they aren't important. So let's work to improve society by executing in a proper manner, as opposed to miscreant behaviors that cut deeper into the very existence of our society. And next, in the human risk management category, a Dutch company detected an attempted USB attack thanks to a user uh, reporting the lost USB key. USB attacks completely bypass all perimeter-type defenses when a user carries the drive into the office from the parking lot and connects it to their system. USB attacks are a proven, growing trend. Stuxnet, the worm used in the sabotage of Iranian centrifuges, was initially propagated via USB drive. We usually don't know if a USB attack, as mentioned in the report, was caused by a penetration test because the penetration test is commissioned quietly and organizations don't want to reveal their vulnerable security policy, security posture. Uh, However, IT organizations may notify the media, for self-congratulations, when USB sticks with simple keyloggers are found. What we do know is that the number of devices with the capability to mount a USB drive is rapidly growing. Uh, Therefore, we can expect this type of attack to increase. Mitigations can range from physical inspection of the device, Uh, to active monitoring of data exfiltration. USB attacks are similar to spear phishing attacks in that the attack can be tailored to a victim because of the variety of USB devices. User education will most likely be as successful as it has been with phishing attacks. And finally, in the geopolitical risk management category, More than half of citizens in many sub-Saharan African countries use mobile phones, but fewer than one-third have access to the World Wide Web. Many people access the Internet via smartphones, but far more are using traditional phones without Internet connectivity, according to the Internet World Stats website. 
An article on AllAfrica.com points out that video streaming is growing fast in Sub-Saharan Africa, with YouTube enjoying growing popularity, despite bandwidth challenges. This has led YouTube and other content providers to localize offerings, including lower-resolution services. Google, meanwhile, is offering Gmail via SMS text message. Tech companies moving to, into Africa are finding ways to localize their offerings in response to local constraints. Chief among these are the bandwidth scarcity and the relatively higher percentage of users accessing the Internet via mobile devices. Other constraints include regulatory environments, as some comparatively advanced markets, such as South Africa, uh, move closely, more closely regulate uh, mobile financial services. From a security perspective, the growing popularity of mobile banking and commerce, as well as offerings such as email via text messaging, are creating new security challenges. The most effective solutions may be ones that take into consideration unique combinations of local factors to include user habits, prevalence of online crime, bandwidth constraints, and legal systems. This may require the involvement of developers and consultants on the ground in these fast-growing markets. This concludes the Cyber Risk Report for this week. To read the full report, visit www.cisco.com slash go slash SIO and select the Cyber Risk Reports link. Tune in for next week's report from Cisco Security Intelligence Operations. Thanks for listening and stay safe.